Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. Whether you are at home, on the road, or at work, we hope you find this message encouraging and helpful for your life. You can watch other messages just like this one on our website at milestonechurch.com slash messages. I'm honored to be able to, to serve you this way on Missions Weekend. I want to welcome those of you joining us, watching online today. Also, those of you in our 1230 service, you guys are awesome. Look around the room. The people around you are awesome. Thank you so much. Can we just recognize, celebrate those in our 1230 service watching by video? All right. Well, it is Missions Weekend, so I got to start by surveying the audience here. How many of you have been on a mission trip? Oh, gosh, a lot of you. Awesome. So a lot of you have been on a mission trip. For those of you who haven't, let me give you a little bit of behind the scenes and what happens here. So it starts off with this desire to bring the gospel of Jesus to a people group, right? Somebody you're going to go to and they're not inviting you. And so you got to figure out, you got to pay your own way, right, to get there. And so you got to raise money. You got to take time off from work, pay time off where you could be on the beach. But instead you're going on this mission trip and to prepare for it, you need to go to the doctor. Right, you gotta get shots, you gotta start taking pills right before you go, and so then you get prepped, you get trained, you go, and when you go, it's not five-star, four-star, three-star accommodations, right? It's really rough accommodations, and you're there, and you're fighting mosquito netting, and no AC, and then you get out, and to build influence with these people before you can share Jesus, you gotta serve them, you gotta let them know why you're there to add value to them. So you're doing some manual labor, you're doing some hard work. You know, a lot harder than you usually work, you know, on your keyboard or on your phone. Uh, during the week, you're getting calluses and blisters, and And so you're working really hard, and then you're just, you're just working up some hunger, but you can't eat the food. And they said, don't eat the food that they offer, don't eat it, and don't drink the water, right? Because you'll get a worm in your belly if you do that. And so you're working harder than you've ever worked, but you're afraid to eat, you're afraid to drink, and you're tirelessly working. You're not sleeping because you're fighting those mosquitoes, and you get up the next day, you do this for a few days, you build influence, and then you have an opportunity to minister to people. Right? They just see that you're there to really serve them, love them, and see the opportunity to pray for people, opportunity to share your testimony, do skits and dramas, things to share the gospel of Jesus. And maybe you get an opportunity to pray for somebody for the first time. Maybe an opportunity to share your testimony for the very first time. And you see God use you, you know, to lead somebody to Jesus. And so you do this all week long. You're not sleeping. You're not eating. You're hungry. You're thirsty. You're tired. And then you celebrate the end with the team. You get on a plane. You fly back. And then somebody walks up to you. So after your week of not eating, sleeping, drinking, eating, you know, working really, really hard, they walk up to you and they say, how was your week? And time after time after time, you know what individuals say? It was one of the greatest weeks of my life. Why is that? What I propose to you is because for that week, that individual is seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else is being given to them as well. For that week, they're partnering with Jesus, with his mission in the earth, the Great Commission, the mission with us, through us, to bring the good news to those people. In Matthew 28, 18 through 20, we get that Great Commission. It's all of our marching orders. I want you to read this with me. Matthew 28, verse 18, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority. I love that. See, Jesus has conquered sin, death, and the grave. Hey, all authority has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I am with you always. He is with us. That's why it's called a co-mission corporate, together, community with us. It's Jesus' mission, but he partners with us. 
He's the free gift. We're the packaging. We're the distribution mechanism. He's partnering with us in the earth. So these individuals, when they're being used by Jesus, when their heart is beating for what his heart is beating for, that's why they're so fulfilled. They're so passionate. They're filled with this sense of purpose in their life. So here's my proposal to you. How about this week, you go to your home and to your neighborhood and to your job. You go to the team that you coach. You go to the, the class that you teach, wherever it is you go, and you live on mission with Jesus. And then this, this week, at the end of the week, you can look back after sleeping in your bed and going to your job and eating your food and drinking plenty of water. You could still say, man, this was one of the greatest weeks of my life because you lived it on mission with Jesus. And I know you want to do that. I know you do because I've talked to enough people and I've lived this long enough to know that, man, once you've received Jesus and you understand his mission, you're really ruined to being fully satisfied by anything else. I mean, before you knew Jesus, I mean, the accolades of this world, whether it was money, success, achievement, that was, it didn't fulfill, but it was enough of a goal. But then once you received Jesus, you were ruined because you were filled by his Holy Spirit and called it his mission. And so anything else will pale in comparison to living his mission through your life. And I talk to people all the time, and they, they feel a little guilty about this, right? Maybe, maybe you feel guilty. You know that God sent his son Jesus, and he died for your sins. And there was a moment in your life when you acknowledged your sin, you received his grace, his forgiveness. The Holy Spirit came and lived inside of you. You know your eternity is set. You know you're going to heaven when you die, and you know this, but... You're like, man, maybe I should share this with somebody. Maybe I should tell somebody else this good news. I just don't know how. I don't know how to share. You think that those that share are like an evangelist or a pastor or a missionary. You're like, I'm just, I'm not that. But today, I want to help you see that you're more than that than you think. Because I've found that some of the most successful missionaries, evangelists, pastors, witnesses, people on mission for Jesus, they look a lot more like a mom, a dad, a neighbor, a friend, a coworker. They look a lot more like the person sitting beside you. They look a lot more like you. In fact, they look like this picture here I'm gonna show you of, of Heather Allen and her son, Will. See, the second Saturday of every month, we have, it's a second Saturday servant milestone where we come up here and then people go out and do projects all over the place. And one of these projects is the welcome box. And so when you move to this region, milestone is gonna throw you a lifeline. We're gonna give you this welcome box and just say, hey, if you ever get into a bind and you need help, you need a friend, you need Jesus, you need some hope, there's a place right over here. We're gonna love you and serve you and help you as best we can. So we take these welcome boxes and as soon as they move in our community, we let them know we're glad they're here and that God loves them. And so Heather here, what you don't see in the picture is that she's got a pretty busy life. Her and her husband just opened a business in Keller uh, this fall. They got a son that's got a soccer tournament this weekend busy with other kids and their actual, the other jobs they have going while they're starting their new business. They're really, really busy, but Heather said, you know what? I want to still want to live missional. And so her and her son, Will, what they do is they came up here, they loaded the boxes, they packed them up, got them in their car, and Will's trying to get his driver's license. And so he has to do a certain amount of hours to get his driver's license. So what they do is they load them up, and that's how Will earns his hours driving. It's perfect. They're driving through neighborhoods, right, dropping these boxes off. And so here's a mom in the suburbs here Busy, beyond busy, but saying, you know what, I'm going to find a way to live missional. I think we all are trying to look for that way, how we can do that in our day-to-day -day life. But we always bump into these excuses, right, that kind of disqualify us and sideline us. Here's some of the excuses that I found in my own life, maybe in your life, and here's some motivators, though. Here's an excuse. Maybe you think, I don't have the money, but we can always give what we have. I don't have enough time. 
We can still do what we can. I don't have experience, but we can share what we know. I can't go on that trip. Well, we can do it right here. And then I'm afraid. We we do it afraid. Right? Think about Heather. She's out with the student driver, right? What's, What's more scary? I'm in that season. I've been in that passenger seat. My teacher had that break. I don't have that break, you know, in my car. It's scary. All right, so how do we do this? How do we live missionally? Here's how we do it. When moved by God, we take action and serve others in Jesus' name. That's how we do it. When we're moved by God, we take action to serve others, and we do it in the name of Jesus. But it all starts with being moved by God. It starts really in the spirit. It starts when God is speaking to us. It starts with a compassion. That's where Jesus even started. I love this. In Matthew 9, 36, it says, talking about Jesus, it says, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Six times in the Bible, before Jesus ministers, he was moved with compassion. I want to be moved like that. I want to have more of God's heart, more of his compassion. I want to be moved. My, my flesh, my natural self, I'm always projects over people. I'm always thinking efficiency and time, and I can just, just not be nice. Like some of you guys are nicer on accident than I am on purpose, right? I mean, it's just the way. Some people, this was just, just different. Like I work hard at it. In fact, I spent a whole year with three words on my phone. On the back of my phone, I had three words. It was stop, open, take. Like for you, that's like, what does that mean? Well, for me, it was just my practicing. I got to think people first and not just efficiency. And so for me, the stop is at a four-way stop sign. You know, you come to a four-way stop and sometimes it's a tie. You know, when you get there or you lose track. And my thought is, I'll just go first and it's faster for all of us. Right? Otherwise, is I go a little bit, and you go a little bit, and then I stop, and then you wave, and then I wave, and we're all just slowed down. So I'm like, it's better for you if I go. Right? Didn't Jesus say that, right? But it's better, it's better for you that I go. So I just, I just blow through it. And you're not very happy with me, but I saved you some time. Right? And that wave, that one-finger wave, I didn't appreciate, but really, you should have given me a thumbs up. And so, but, but now, I stop. Right, I awkwardly stop. I stop so stop that we lose track of whose turn it even is, right? And so now it's just like, you know, everybody, but I'm, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm being kind. And so that thing is stop, and the next thing was open. You know, I'm talking about opening doors. Now, I've always opened doors. Like, I grew up in a retirement community, and I've open, opened doors for the elderly, for children, for, I mean, I mean, where I grew up, you could get caught holding a door for three hours sometimes, right? I mean, people coming through. And so, but I always open doors, but then there's this, like, what is it, 15 to 20 foot, maybe 20 foot window of somebody coming, like, when do you, when do you not open the door, right? And so, for me, again, as a courtesy to you, I don't want you to have to do that silly little hustle, like, thank you, you know, and have to run to the door, I want you to just enjoy your leisurely walk to the door. But whenever I open the door, you, have, you do that hustle. And I don't want to get your heart rate up. I don't want to make you have to run. I know you can open a door. And so what I do is I just look, and if you got it, you're good. You know? <laughs> and I'm doing it for you. But I've changed. I've changed, just so you know. You could just get out of your, out of your car. I'm waiting <laughs> with the door open and you're running across a parking lot, you're running up a sidewalk because I'm thinking about being kind over efficiency, but I'm doing it for you. And I think it's take. Again, these are all my phone. This is, this is like therapy. I never told anybody who's been doing this. And so I take. And so 
we were in Southlake, and I learned I had a real problem with this. My kids called me out. There was a little boy passing out flyers for hurt puppies or something, and I'm like, no. You know, and kept walking. I'm like, Dad, you should have just taken the flyer. I'm like, I don't want to carry anything. And they're like, Dad, that was mean. I'm like, it was? You know, I started, yeah, that is mean. <laughs> You're right. And so now I take whatever you have. If you're passing it out, whatever, flyer, business, promotion, track, whatever, I, thank you. You know, I take it, find the next trash can, deposit it, you know, and, but I take, and it's, it's all these helping me to be a nicer person. But here's what I found. I'm very intentional because I told you kind of a little bit more when I'm in the flesh, but for years now, I've tried to be more compassionate. I've tried, and I've found that it's actually like muscle memory. All right, the more that I'm like, God, what are you doing? What are you seeing? God, help me to be more loving. Help me to be more compassionate like you. Help me put people first before my own time, my own agenda, what I want. And it's like muscle memory because I've learned that the heart is a muscle, right? And I want my heart to beat for what God's heart beats for. And the closer you get to somebody, you can begin to, to hear their heartbeat. You can see what motivates them, what they're compassionate about. And as you get closer and closer to God, you spend time with him, time in his word, walking in situations and relationships and scenarios and saying, God, what do you see here? What are you doing here? How do you want to use me here? You realize that, man, that compassion can move you. And when we are moved, the next step is we've got to take action. We've got to take action. We've got to do something now that shows this compassion. We gotta do something. In 1 John 3, 17, it says, if someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Ouch, that's a heavy verse. Someone that shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? You know, this is a little overwhelming, you know, because literally there is need all around us. I mean, now with the internet and social media, we literally know about every need at every moment around the world. Every natural disaster, tsunami, every famine, every potential scenario where, man, we wanna help do something. We know about it on our cell phones, on the online. And so it's like, man, what do I do? Well, we do what God moves us to do. And then we do something. I found that something beats nothing every time but we're usually held back by this, this nothing. We can talk about things, we can think about things, we can get mad about things, we can even post about things, but we gotta do something. If we don't do something, that compassion, it leaks. I know you've been there, you feel moved to do something. I'm gonna pay for that person's meal. We should give our car to that person. You know, we should step up and serve. We should lead a small group. We should, but you give it some time, It'll leak, right? It'll go away. You're like, but I don't want to be given to compulsion. Well, yeah, don't be compulsion, it's compassion. Compulsion is motivated by guilt, whereas compassion is motivated by God. Right? I don't want to be motivated to be guilty, I want to be godly, right? Be moved by compassion. All right, so we're moved by God, we take action, what do we do? We serve others. We serve others. God's love comes out through serving. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. His son gave his life for us and his Holy Spirit fills us, serves others. The greatest is a servant. I think he said that because the greatest is demonstrating the love of God to humanity. So when we serve, literally God's love comes out through us. First Peter 4.10 says, 
each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Whatever gift, serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Milestone, you do this so well. You do it here in the church, you do it in our community, you do it in our region, you do it around the world. In a moment, I'm gonna show you video, just really the impact you've had this last year. It's amazing what God's done through you. But the impact is not just global, it's a lot closer than you can even think, a lot closer than you might imagine. You see, I was reminded of this, and I think about her quite often. Almost every weekend here at Milestone Church, I think about a girl named Carly that I met at a restaurant here in town. I walked up at this restaurant to order. I get to the counter, and this girl, monotone, a little abrupt, just goes, I know you. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I know you. I go to Milestone. I see you on stage. <laughs> okay. I'm Steve, you know. <laughs> nice to meet you. And came back around and talked to her. And what she shared just really moved me and broke my heart all the same. She said, you know, my life's a mess. My parents are on drugs, and so I live with my aunt and uncle, but they're a mess too. And so we saw your church, so we've been coming some. And I like coming because it's the only place in my life that I feel good. The people are nice, they're friendly, they smile at me. And so I talked to Carly and gone back trying to find Carly, and I drove away from that just praying for her and just what God showed me was it's not the only place she feels good, it's the only place in her life she feels God. It's the only place in her life where there's a demonstration of his love and his grace for her that's shown through people. When she pulls in that parking lot and there's a team out there that smiles and waves her and her aunt and uncle Lynn, when she comes to those doors and somebody smiles and says, hey, we're so glad you're here and opens the door, that's a big deal. We had a lady just a month ago, she came to those same doors and she asked the greeter, am I allowed to come in? Yes, come in. So Carly comes in and she gets some coffee from somebody that says, hey, have a cup of coffee. And she gets seated in here by a nice usher and then she sits next to somebody, one of you. And during a meet and greet or after the service, you turn at them and you say, hey, we're nice to meet you. And you smile at her and you don't know that's the highlight of her week, just to be engaged by you in a positive way. And so then she leaves and just, she feels God in that. See, it's a lot closer than you can even imagine. So thank you, parkers, readers, ushers. Thank you, childcare workers and hospitality people. Thank you when you sit here and we have a meet and greet. It's not some token transition. That's an opportunity for you to be used by God to really to encourage and build somebody up. Thank you when you're standing in these aisles waiting to get out like exiting a plane thinking, man, what's going on up there, <laughs> right? You look to your left, you look to your right and say, hey, what's your name? How long have you been coming? Right? And you befriend somebody and you let God, his grace pour through you in that way. It's a lot closer than you can think. So we serve others and we do it in Jesus' name. We do it in Jesus' name. As we serve, we do it for Jesus. I love that. Yeah, we do it for others, but ultimately we do it for Jesus. This is not just a cause, it's not a charity, it's not goodwill. We do this for Jesus, for his mission to save the world. I love in Matthew 25, 40, Jesus reminds us that we're doing it for him. He tells a story and he says, the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. You did it for me. 
There's a lot that I do for me. There's a lot that I do sometimes. I say it's for Jesus, but really it's for me. There's some times where I'm like, Jesus, I, that was for, for you. I love those moments because that just centers you in on just the heart of God. This last, uh, this, uh, what was it? This last summer I was on vacation and I went for a run. I went for a run and I got to a turnaround point. There's a grocery store, I needed some water. And so I go in and I'm just sweating profusely. I got my headphones in, I grab some, you know, water. I'm standing in line, you know, the 10 items or less line is not open. So I'm backed up here and I'm just, you know, sweating and still staying stretching. Got my water and I open it up, start drinking it because they're taking too long. If they're mad at me for that, I mean, just I'm, so I'm drinking. I haven't paid for it yet, but I'm just drinking it. And so person in front of me, you know, has a dog with him. I see him talking to the guy in front of him. And so they're talking a little bit and then that guy goes and then he's up. And so he kind of turns around as he moves up and I see he's got a, he's a veteran. He's got a desert storm hat on. And uh, so I see him and realize, oh, it's a service dog. And he begins to get his stuff. I see he's got some lettuce, he's got some mayonnaise, he's got some bread, tomatoes. And so I'm watching his stuff go up. And, you know, I got my headphones in. I saw him kind of talking with the cashier and, and he was asking a question. He pulled his money and kind of looked at him, looked at him. So I took my headphone out and I'm listening. And he's like, you know, how much is it? And he's like, well, it's $12. And he says, is this, is this enough? You know, like, yeah, that's enough. You have $7 you know, whatever left over, and, and he just goes, I'm listening, he goes, is this enough for some pastrami, you think? I'm looking, I'm like, hold on, hold on, hey, this, add this to mine. You can do that, you only got a water, and I got some pastrami. Get this man some pastrami, right? And so, right, he just turns around, and he just hugs me. So I got this dog on my feet, this man's hugging me, he won't let go, Next thing I know, the, the people all in line around her just start clapping, you know, and I'm like, is this Hallmark or is this reality? Is this, you know what? And he's crying, he's hugging me, and then we get him his pastrami, and I talk to him, and he professes to know God, and we've got a good talk, and then I left, and you know, he probably doesn't think about it much, but you know what? I think about that all the time, because I walked away thinking, Jesus, that was... That was for you. And that was, you, you just, you moved me, you showed up. That was, that was for you. And I don't wear it as a badge of pride, but I do. My mindset is it's a badge of purpose. It reminds me, it centers me, this. This is what matters. This is what fulfills. This is what I left you on this earth to do. This, to show my heart like this. This is what's gonna make you happy long-term. Partner with me in my mission in the earth. I love being able to do that. I've come from a family of veterans. Um, we do awesome stuff for veterans here at Milestone, like a, the veterans lunch coming up next weekend. I know I see several of our uh, veterans and some active duty in here today. Come to that, please do. I know you're thinking, I don't wanna be celebrated. I don't need that. You know, I, we know you don't, but we wanna do it. And there's honestly somebody else that does need to be there that needs some of the ministries Milestone does offer for veterans and you being there emboldens them to come as well and to take those steps. And so I encourage you to attend that. And if you know somebody, uh, invite them to that next week because we have a whole host of things that, uh, that we get to do for veterans. You'll hear about some of these on our, our missions video here. Do it for Jesus. That's what I want all of you to be able to say. Look back at this week. Man, Jesus, I did that for you. Nothing more fulfilling. Jesus, I did that for you when you serve in Jesus' name. There's a lot of things out there, good causes, but when you do it in Jesus' name, it has eternal impact. Everything's good, but a little short-sighted. You can be kind, friendly, relational, serve people, but when you do it in Jesus' name, it has eternal impact. If somebody's drowning, 
You don't just swim beside them. You don't just encourage them. You don't just say, I'm not going to leave you. You don't just coach them. If they're drowning, you've got to throw them a life ring. You've got to throw them something that will save them. Jesus is what's saved. That's why as a local church, as a church, partnering with Jesus in the earth, man, not only do we serve, we serve it in Jesus' name, and eternal destinies are changed. I want you to see some of the ways that you did this over the last year. Let's watch this video together. From the very beginning of Milestone Church, we've held on to the firm belief that people matter to God, all people, in all walks of life, regardless of where they've been or what they've walked through. Our heart has always been to reach, serve, love, and to give. We have a passion to meet needs and provide hope. And you may not know this, but you are helping reach people and build lives, both in our local community and around the world. This year, almost 2,500 people served on 120 different projects at our third annual Serve Day. Teams provided haircuts for the homeless, hosted a children's festival for refugee families, and helped create robotic 3D hands for children in war-torn countries. We also had a skilled projects team that cleared every code violation identified by the city of Keller and a special team of volunteers that hosted baby showers for single moms who chose life for their babies. Through your generosity, we're also able to provide many ongoing services to single moms and widows, like college tuition assistance, lawn care, scholarships for Financial Peace University and camps, and backpacks and school supplies for their children. We also have a ministry devoted to providing care and community for veterans and active military personnel, hosting an annual veteran celebration and ongoing groups to meet practical needs. And this year, for the first time, we hosted a first responders appreciation dinner to honor our police officers, firefighters, and emergency medical service personnel. This year, we hosted 327 local outreach events where we delivered welcome boxes to 1,200 new families in our area, served 1,500 meals to low-income seniors, and provided Christmas gifts and other needs for families currently experiencing homelessness. Every month, we have Second Saturday Serve, where teams go out to be the hands and feet of Jesus, serving in many ways, like ministering to refugees from over 30 countries through home visits and children's outreaches, and providing groceries to 300 refugee families each month. We've been able to impact people like Justin's family. Life living in America is kind of hard. And when my store comes, they kind of make it easier. It's because sometimes we can't have a lot of money to pay things. We can't afford so many things. But every Saturday they come and they serve food, which is very helpful for other people. In our desire to be the hands and feet of Jesus, we also partner with many like-minded ministries to bless people in our community. This September, we hosted our third annual fairy tale ball for families with children who have life-threatening illnesses. It's a night for them to get away and forget about the pain they're walking through, be served, and meet other families on a similar journey, people like Raisa. The commons area is just changed into this magical fairy tale land. There's tables set up, there's dance parties, there's a DJ, there's bubbles, there's so many kids all around, and it's just 
this amazing experience when you walk in that you're just taken aback like, this is so cool. And the best part is this year, I didn't tell my kids that we were coming. And my five-year-old gets out of school. I said, okay, let's go home. Let's, let's get changed. And my five-year-old's like, well, what for? I said, oh, let's, we're just gonna have a princess outing. We got all dressed up and we did our hair and we did our makeup. We put our princess dresses on. We get in the car and we start traveling. We pulled into the parking lot at Milestone and they both just like, lost it and their eyes lit up and they said oh my gosh we're coming to fairytale ball and I said yes I'm so excited and it's all these kids are dressed up and the parents are just so excited and there's just smiles on everybody's face from the minute you walk in to the minute you leave there's not a sad face anywhere everybody is smiling and having a great time and every aspect of fairytale ball is just magic all over the place and it's the coolest experience as a parent to watch it's just an awesome experience to see and everybody helps and it's just a fun experience for every single person involved and we love coming every year. Milestone's reach goes beyond our local community. And this year, we sent teams all over the world on global mission trips to places like Cambodia, where we served alongside a local church there and partnered with ministries that rescue and restore victims of human trafficking. We also sent a team of 120 people to Peru. Our ministry team preached and evangelized while our medical and dental team saw patients in villages along the Amazon River. Our team witnessed many salvations and miracles, all because people stepped out in faith and said yes to God's call. People like Alberto and Ivy. We signed up to be on the medical team. And we'd stop at a different village every day. And so the ministry team would go to schools um, or just go really on the streets and they'd minister to people, pray for salvations, pray for healing. And then the medical team set up a clinic every day and we treated all kinds of various illnesses and injuries. A lot of them hadn't ever seen a doctor. So the fact that we were bringing our doctors and our nurses and the one paramedic to help out is powerful. The last day of the trip, we had a crusade, and we both just felt this feeling like we needed to uh, help one more person. You know, we didn't want to leave. We wanted to keep praying over people, keep serving them. 30 seconds later, a Peruvian missionary grabbed me, and what she told me was, there was a man that isn't able to walk, but he wanted to go on stage and be prayed over. But the only thing is that she wanted me to carry him. There was no way I was gonna say no. I went ahead and picked him up, and I thought it was gonna be a short walk, and it being like 70 yards. As I got to the, the steps of the stage, I kind of started to doubt a little bit because I'm like, I'm, I'm going to take this man up there and they're going to pray over him. And what if, what if nothing happens? And I put him on stage. So I told him that he wanted to be prayed for healing um, and that he wanted to be able to walk on his own. So they all started praying. I started praying as well, closed my eyes, and then I didn't hear any more praying. So I just said, amen. And I stopped and looked at him. And at first he kind of had this look on his face. He shuffled his legs back and forth, which I thought was a miracle in itself right there. And he jumped up in the air, proceeded to walk to the end of the stage, walk back, and then walk one more time. Came up, shook our hands, and walked right off. Not only was I completely blown away by how great God was, but it completely changed my life. This year alone, over 3,500 Milestone volunteers have served over 24,000 hours, valued at $600,000, reaching all kinds of people from all walks of life all over the world under one name, Jesus. God has called us to be his hands and feet, to love and reach people. It's our desire to impact the kingdom for Jesus, bringing a message of hope, faith, and love. 
Thank you, Milestone Church, for generously giving your time, prayer, and resources to reach people and build lives in our local community and around the world. Come on, let's give God some glory for all of that. Woo! Man, don't that just fill you up? Does it just fill you with God's heart? Just feel that, just moved by that awesome Milestone Church. I want to invite the ushers to go ahead and make their way down. They're going to pass out our missions brochure here to see your 2020 impact. As they're coming down, I also want to celebrate a couple of individuals in honor. Dr. Stacy Hatcher and Kimberly from our missions team. Would you guys stand up here? Would you guys put your hands together and just thank them for all they do? They administrate so we can minister. I mean, they do it. Thank you so much. All right, ushers, go ahead and pass out those brochures. What you're going to get are uh, two things here. One, the brochure, which is kind of... This really, this really is cool. It's like an annual report. You know, it's a report on what God's doing uh, through you. It's really cool to look through. And then we also have the missions interest card uh, with it. And so maybe you're kind of overwhelmed by all the things. And so here's one thing you can do. Maybe your action step today is just to fill this card out and say, you know what, I wanna get some more information. And so what happens when you fill this out, we're gonna send you an email right to your inbox of some of the opportunities, make it real simple for you to kind of look through and then see which one God moves you to step out and do. And so fill that out. We'll pass the containers in a moment. You can drop this in the giving container uh, when that comes by. In here, you'll see things we do, uh, part of our second Saturday served. You'll see some highlights from our mission trips this last year. But also you'll see the announcement for what's coming up and that is our 2020 uh, mission trips. And so I'm excited to announce to you these four trips here coming up. We got two trips going to Kenya uh, in May and then one in June. We got a ministry focused trip and also we have a medical focused trip. We got a lot of uh, doctors and nurses. We got dentists, a lot of people from our medical community at Milestone Church. And this is a great way to use the gifts and training uh, God's put in you for this trip. Uh, so two trips to Kenya. We have our Fort Worth, Fort Worth refugee uh, team trip happening June 25th and 28th. We do go down there every month, but this is an extended time down there in June. And then a trip to Thailand in July, July 2nd through 11th to Thailand. Interested in that. So start praying about it. See if God doesn't move you to step out and go on one of these uh, global trips or one of the local ones there as well. Also in there, um, you'll see we're announcing today is the kickoff of Christmas Compassion here at Milestone Church throughout the month of November. We have some awesome things where we can show the heart of God to our church community through one, the adopt a family. You see in our church, we have some families that are going through some hardships this holiday season and you always step up and we sponsor, we adopt these families and we make sure that everybody has a great Christmas. And so we have people that maybe you have that need or maybe you wanna give towards that to make sure uh, that we take care of our own here this Christmas. And then we have donating toys for taking down to the refugees. And so if you wanna donate toys, the month of November, right out here, we're collecting toys. And so maybe if that's something cool for your family to go out, go shopping for somebody else, for another kid, let your kid pick something for another kid um, and bring it and we'll be giving those toys away. And then finally, it's our big blessing to single moms and widows we do every year at our Joy Women's event where we give literally hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of gifts to single moms and widows because of your generosity. So that's coming up and you can give towards any of these things through the month of November. Um, and just really, I know I get moved by all kinds of things. You know, the Hallmark movies start playing and I start getting more compassionate, more generous. I want to do goodwill and good cheer and you're right. But hey, what about doing it through your church and knowing that it's not short-sighted, that it is in Jesus' name. We are having eternal impact in people's lives. So we wanna make sure you knew about some opportunities uh, to do that. All right, I want you to bow your heads. Let's pray together. 
Lord Jesus, I pray that you would help us. God, I pray you would help us by, by moving on our hearts, showing us what our steps are to take and that we get out and serve others. We do it in your name and we see the fruit of that. Lord, we see people come to know you, Jesus. And today, Lord, it's missions weekend, but if you're here today and this is a little foreign to you, maybe it's your first time at church, maybe it's your first time hearing even the good news of Jesus, that God sent his son, Jesus, because he loves you, because he, he died to pay the penalty for your sin, and you can ask for forgiveness, he'll forgive you of your sins, he'll come live inside of you, give you a new sense of purpose in this life, and he'll call you to eternity with him in heaven, you'll spend eternity with him. If that's you today, you just say, I know I'm a sinner. Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. I invite you to come live inside of me and I wanna live for you this life and for all of eternity. If you prayed that, the mission centered on you today, that's the best thing you could do today. I encourage you to tell somebody on your way out to come down and tell our ministry team before you go because that is the mission of Jesus. And God, I pray for all of us as we go forth this week that we go on mission back into our work, back into our schools, back to our friendships and family, that we be on mission for you in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If there's anything we can do to help you in your walk with Jesus, please don't hesitate to reach out through our website at milestonechurch.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, leave a review on the podcast app or your favorite podcast platform. We hope you have a great week.